welcome to another episode of Raw and Real Chat. Elizabeth Lim here, your podcast host. I am joined by Emmanuel all the way from Chicago. Thank you so much for making the time today, Emmanuel. Absolutely. It's a pleasure and nice to, you know, connect again. <laughs> yes. Well, that's right. So Emmanuel's, um and I have spoken before um, and we've had some, some really good chats. You know, we've, we've engaged over posts, um, but we've also had a, a really good conversation previously around inclusion and diversity because, and that was uh, many months ago, uh, and that was really quite important to, to both of us. And what we what we found is that we were able to talk about it because one, it's very close to our heart, two, it was very relevant at the time. Um, but since then, uh, you know, obviously life goes on. And um, so whilst there's still very key values to who we are as people, um, we've actually, Emmanuel and I uh, have spoken a little bit offline about um, a great article that you've written on LinkedIn. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit more about what motivated you to write that particular article in August? Um, so that article actually stems from what I do at my current job right now. So fundamentally what we do as a company at Upkey, we help students find a better transition into the professional world. And just from my experience as a hiring manager and interviewing people and looking at candidates based on their personalities, I figured that, you know, there are certain things that I see missing with early candidates, like students that maybe just graduated and they're trying to get their first jobs or people that have been in the career for the first five years. And the, the, just the goal for the article is just to highlight some of the things that I think this, the, the individuals that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to talk to can get out of it in such a way that they can apply to, you know, the next phase of, you know, their careers if they go for another interview. Yeah, so that's, well... It, it absolutely does that. So uh, all listeners should check out that article. It's very practical. The tips, are, you know, you give an example of what not to do, what's, what's a better version of what to say. And those things are really important when, you, when you're in that kind of process. So it is a really good way to demonstrate, you know, what kind of conversations you're having with, with your clients and so forth. And it, and it helps people understand what, what you're doing at the moment as a hiring manager. But I, I want to, um, I want to get straight into uh, a story that you were sharing with me a bit earlier um, because we were talking about, you know, because we, we spoke, you know, a couple of seasons ago, we were comparing how uh, now here in Melbourne, we're going into spring and in Chicago, you're going into, um, uh, into fall or autumn. Yeah. And so, and you were mentioning the snow in Chicago and uh, versus your background uh, in Africa, which you know is quite 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 different, and um, <laughs> you know, so so can you share with everyone that story that you told me about you know <laughs> your uh, first husband, kind of yeah your temperature uh, experience? <laughs> well, um, just to recap on the story, it was this eventful day that I was very actually very excited to 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 come to the stage because I was coming for grad school. And, you know, when you leave Africa, nobody tells you to prepare for the weather. Because, you know, <laughs> people don't really care about the weather that much. Um, I, uh, I think my plane landed um, at the Dallas International Airport in Washington. And I had a transition flight um, to Chicago, which was my final destination. 
and you know clueless me i didn't care to check what the weatherman uh, forecast for the day was i was with a nice little polo you know here in my fresh into the state um trying to just you know be emmanuel <laughs> but um when i had to when i had to go take my taxi i just had a good reality check it was like 60 below um, like in uh, mid 60s and it was so cold for me because I've never been exposed to that such extreme at the time. Um, and I had to run back into the airport. And, you know, um, just someone seeing me running back, they thought maybe I was being, you know, chased by a goat or something. <laughs> um, the, the, the conversation just, you know, erupted and everybody was telling me like, hey, that is actually good weather. You can actually go to the pool and swim in that weather, which was, you know, you know that one reality check and be like, all right, I'm not back home anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> and that is, that's, that's a perfect way to show um, uh, how we live in obviously such a global uh, environment because you can travel from, you know, such extreme weather um, and temperatures, uh, you know, and as humans, it's, it's all about, um, our experiences and what, what we're used to, as you say, you know, you didn't, um, it didn't, it didn't occur to you that, that maybe, uh, you know, the States was going to be a bit colder than Africa. Um, you know, I, I'd imagine that, uh, you, it's never, you don't have to really worry too much about the cold during the day in Africa, maybe at night time, but, but yeah. So, so for you to be introduced very quickly, uh, into that space, um, was, was you know something that you'll never forget, obviously, um, and so and so from that, um, how has your journey been? Um, you know, now that now that you live in the states and and uh, you know, and your experiences, tell us a little bit more about what that's been like for you. Yeah, that's um, that's a good question, and my my journey, I would say. It actually started from the moment when I was thinking about leaving Cameroon and, you know, trying to leave your family, trying to leave your culture, trying to leave the things you've known for your, for like the entirety of your life mm. was, was a little bit nerve wracking, but I knew I had to make a change for myself primarily. So I had to take that, that I had to take an action, which led to the eventful um, story from Chicago's airport. But I would say from that from that point in time when I uh, when I came to Chicago, the goal for me was to get a better life or to have access to better opportunities for myself. Mm -hmm. But more so to put myself in an environment where I can, you know, at least get first hand exposure to some of the experiences. And I, um, at the time, grad school was the best opportunity for me to come get, you know, higher education and. Chicago was a strategic choice for me because of the tech scene. It's, um, it was affordable enough to live in versus New York because ideally New York was my primary, uh, my primary goal to go to for school because of, you know, the, the networking scene out there. Yeah. Um, I didn't get it, but I, I got Chicago and I got um, the weather alongside. And I would say stemming from that, I just did everything that I could. I was very productive in school. I did definitely more than the bare minimum. I was president of several associations and all of the things that I wanted to do, I learned how to do. And I think the biggest um, thing for me as, as an international at the time was for me to expose myself to the culture, which was a big 
difference. It was a big change. The I I'm from Cameroon, so British English versus U.S. English. You know, communication was kind of hard. You know, bin versus trash can, and all those little nuances that you have seen in classes. And even with spelling, I had to learn and had to expose myself to the different things that I'm unaware of in life, which made me to you know grow as a person and grow as as um, as a professional. So a lot of those things, I think, um, foundationally give me a lot of the platform and opportunities that I have right now. And I'm very thankful for it, for the people who supported me, my family, and of course to myself, because uh, I made sure that I didn't relent on my efforts. Yeah. Well, because what you're, what you're describing there is um, something I think that a lot of people, uh, um, they, may, they may consider change they may consider um um creating those opportunities for themselves but but struggle to actually get there because of fear or because of how daunting change can be and and i think that you were you were getting into that in terms of saying when you were considering going to grad school in the states um it was a big decision for you to make because as you said you had to come to terms with leaving your family your friend your culture the environment the, the places that you grew up in the the places that you're familiar with so <clears throat> even though you knew um what what the what that choice would would bring for you you also you're also probably aware how difficult it was going to be so how did you you know did you at any point ever um, talk yourself out of it? No, not, not a single time. Um, and I think that is um, fairly common, actually, mm. in um, developing countries in Africa. Even though we have the resources, but I just think the, um, the opportunities are different. Yes. So that's why you, you know, I talk a lot about brain drain and, you know, people live in lower income societies for, uh, for greener pastures or for better um, opportunity for success both professionally and also for better communities and a lot of young people do leave africa and i think it's an opportunity that people generally not pass on mm -hmm. to go abroad and get that exposure but the caveat here is when you get to your destination and i qualify this on two grounds a goal and a purpose. So a goal is me just leaving Cameroon and going to the States. Their purpose is me getting a better life for myself so that I can enhance other people around me. And the thing that I held, that I hold till this day very, very close is that purpose. Because when you get to a goal, that doesn't mean that is the purpose. You have, you, when you get there, the success and the excitement just lasts for a very short time. And if you let that just fulfill what the purpose is, then you relent on every other thing that you can achieve on. So I think that is um, something very important that I always talk about and I try to educate some of my peers in and some of the things that I've seen that people have had an issue with when they get to that, to that primary, that first big step, because it's a big step living, but it's not, it's, I don't want to say it's not the most important step, but, I, but what, what I hold to myself and personally is, it's just the first step to something bigger. And the purpose to me is the most important achievement that I can, I can make. 
So mm -hmm. that's, that's very compelling. What you've just said helps me certainly to understand because, um, uh, where I can hear, um, some similarities is, is my parents were migrant refugees from Vietnam. Um, and as, as you say, like, um, so coming to Australia for them, it wasn't a choice. It was an opportunity. It was a, it was a way to change their life because, you know, the war in Vietnam was not, no, no, you know, no place. It wasn't safe and, you know, it wasn't good for the family. And so coming here, they, they made that choice. But I, what I, what I notice is, is, is perhaps maybe that generation or my parents' generation were more about goal setting as opposed to finding a purpose. And I think that, if you don't find that purpose and you are just setting goals, um, you, the one thing is, is that you won't ever achieve happiness within yourself. Um, yeah. and that, and that, and that affects you later on in life because I can see, um, my parents have achieved great things. They've achieved many goals. Um, but they seem to still be searching for something. And I think that they're searching for that purpose and that happiness that only comes if it's not about goals, but it's about, you know, uh, really embracing the community, as you say, because you, you've come to Chicago, you know, the weather's one side of it, but you've really obviously taken on um, the people around you. And so on that, um, can you tell us of any um, particular people uh, within your your current community that you found that have really helped you kind of grow and lift you because I know that you you know some pretty pretty awesome people um, uh, you know and i want I want you to be able to uh, help us understand you know have, have has there been some individuals that have perhaps helped you along the way the way in terms of um, identifying that purpose or or, or you know having those discussions with you. Yeah, absolutely. And so the first, um, I have a bunch of people that um, up to this day, they play a very big role in encouraging me to still stay true to my purpose. Because sometimes you have that laugh, that lasps, and, and sometimes you need someone to give you that notch and say, hey, Manuel, you're slacking off, you know? And um, when, I, when I got to the States, I had financial issues because I didn't also anticipate how much expensive it was going to be. Um, the, the reality when you get on the ground, it's so different from what you expect or what you, what you, you know, what you, what you read online and what the housing market is like, what the cost of living is. So I didn't really anticipate that. I had to apply um, to a job at the business school that I was um, studying at. And lucky enough, um, I had the job to be a graduate assistant. And my boss at the time, she is like my second mom to this day because I have um, dinners with her. And, and to be honest, she, she saw something in me at the time. She saw my hunger. She saw my determination. She saw me doing something that is way above the bare minimum when I was applying for the job that she recommended me to get the job. And even throughout the course of my, uh, me working for her until I left, I always had her by my side to 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 tell me hey it's okay if you have you, you you you're missing your family it's okay if you know you're suffering today or you know compromising on the short term for the long term it's okay to go out and network without having immediate benefit it's okay to look to to look long term it's okay for people to not see that value that you bring to the table but the right person is going to see it but it's not okay to give up on it 
mm-hmm. you know. So she she definitely um, keeps me. Um, um, she checks me pretty often and pretty well. And there have been moments when I've been, you know, very very low, and she will call me on Facetime. I'll be sleeping in my bed. She's like, "Hey, get from that bed and go do something with your life." <laughs> she like she like come to the office right now. Let's go for lunch. Come to the house. Like do that. She she you know she she nudges me and gives me that that reassurance and that that comfort sometimes and the encouragement to to just keep pursuing and a lot of the um the people that i know right now um were just as a result of that notch because if i did not she wasn't there sometimes to give me that extra push i wouldn't probably be appreciating you know offline networking or just being a student working 70 hours a week but still making the time to go pay for networking events in the city or get a time to figure out how to take the city in Chicago and figure out how to navigate through neighborhoods that I'm not comfortable just to be able to go to a destination that I think will give me the opportunity to meet people that can give me an opportunity. So just giving me that extra push um, so hard, she even doesn't know how important that has been to me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been very, it's, it's been um, the foundation of a lot of things that, you know, I have and the people that I surround myself with. That is, that's, uh, you know, that really shows uh, gratitude uh, and and the real power of um, of people who who genuinely care um, yeah. because and she understands um, and I think that that's you know if I could call her your mentor or you know you know she's she's just been you know almost like your guardian angel here on earth. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Not just old Moss. It is. She is my guardian angel. I and, have a couple, but she's definitely one of them. <laughs> well, and this is the thing. And I think that being blessed with, um, you know, that uh, how your paths have crossed and and having her in your life, um, you know, that's, that's something that I think that uh, people need to hear because I think that sometimes we may... Um, may not recognize it or may even take take it for granted um that there are people there that that are that do care and and that push and you know even though it sounds like sometimes maybe even though you can say it now with a smile but if you don't feel like her call and you don't feel like her pushing you you know later on how much help it was but in the time you're probably thinking oh you know just leave me alone i don't i don't feel like this and but in the in the long term you know the as you say she's helping you stay true to your purpose um and she's helping you remind you of the bigger picture because because yeah. we're all human and yes we you know we have our ups and downs um and like you said it is really nice to have somebody tell you that it's okay it's okay to you know to be there in that space um but it's also really nice when when you can have that kind of helping hand, because sometimes we do need that helping hand, which I, I feel Emmanuel that you do also for others. You pay yeah. that forward. Yeah. I think it's, it's very important. And just one, one, one thing, one, one of the things that I think uh, I understand that it's probably one of my weaknesses and I'm trying to change from that is my perception of myself to be able to deal with everything by myself mm-hmm. you know and it's you know I, i'm from a society where you 
you don't want to bother people a lot to get results. And maybe that's also something that is in, that's just in my DNA where I like to figure out things for myself. And even that was something that was evident when I started my marketing company, I wanted to do things by myself. But with growth, you need people around you that have different perspective on things and that can push you or that know enough about you that you trust their opinions and that you, can, you have to listen to them. Doesn't mean you always have to take what they say, but you have to understand that it's coming from a place of, of good of good nature and they want to see the best for you. And sometimes the best what they think is gonna be best for you can actually be best for you. Mm. Yeah, well that that's and I think that that really is very wise words. It's wise because you are recognizing the um uh, the human element in, in terms of, of business because, uh, you know, being results-driven, I, I know I'm personally quite results-driven, um, but appreciating the people um, and that diversity of opinions and, and, and thoughts and, and those types of things, you know, because uh, I can hear what you're saying in terms of your independence um, and I, you know, and it's a very, very uh, admirable characteristic to have. But as you say, it can also be, um, you can almost create a rod for your own back because yeah, you're yeah. so independent. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it, is, it is difficult to, um, to ask for help or even accept help sometimes um, because, you know, you, as you say, it's, it's just kind of, like you said, it's in your DNA. It's something that you're used to. You're not um, learning that, that space of learning about, uh, uh, you know, collaboration and um, integration of ideas can take some time. And I, I, I completely hear you. And I, I, without doubt, there are people listening that, that hear what you're saying as well. They hear it and they know it themselves. Um, so, can you, you know, as, as a final tip, based on, on that part of your journey in terms of um, kind of getting from that space to, to where you kind of want to be, is there a tip or is there something that, that is helping you kind of overcome that, that, uh, that, that independence and, and being in a better space to be able to uh, accept help or ask for help or, or be more about with people and working, you know, in, in bigger teams? Because I, I certainly can see that you, you know, you, you work, I can see that you're very good one-on-one, -on -one, but, you know, in terms of like a, a team and having so many diverse kind of opinions and stuff like that, do you think that there's something that, uh, like a practical tip that, that even yourself have have found uh, that you can do to kind of um, continue that progress and that growth? Yeah, absolutely. This is something that's very relatable to me because for the past couple of months, I've been um, working with this startup and I oversee user acquisition, so marketing, um, part of partnerships. And we, were very, we are still a very small team that we constantly bring in new people and for the summer, we had probably like eight interns and a couple of other people that work for us. And we have teams across the world. And one of the things that you find out very quickly working for a startup like that, um, just the difference in perspective cross-culturally, mm -hmm. 
and when you communicate with people online it, it's very hard sometimes to get the right mix of goals that make sense for everybody so they can be they can feel motivated to work on yeah. and a lot of times and this is something that i had to realize and work on really quickly was just the ability for you to appreciate and get feedback mm. i think uh, that that it's especially with the fact that i uh, i manage um almost 10 people in my uh, in my team feedback is crucial because the moment i do not appreciate feedback or at least don't give people the the platform to come and tell me what they feel then what i'm doing is i'm taking away the ability for my team to perform at its optimal um, possible capacity. Mm. So feedback is a very big one. And I'll also say um, the ability for me to bring people in to my idea so they get the, the sense of ownership for the projects that they are working, um, they're working on so they can be intrinsically motivated to do things without me being present. Um, those two, um, it, they are very valuable to me right now. And I think I had to um, just adjust and just learn quickly because maybe I wasn't just exposed to that. So, yeah, those two. Wow. No, they are very, very good tips. I think that, um, I think that uh, feedback is, it can be a tricky beast, can't it? Because I think feedback is the most effective when it's two ways. Um, uh, but you also need to create that environment, that safe environment to be able to, as you say, to, for your team to be able to come and approach you and tell them, tell you how they feel. And, 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 but I can see though, that when they do though, I'm sure that you, you know, you digest it, but you also can't, and you hear it and you, you take that on. Um, but because you're a deep thinker, you're also able to give, um, uh, you know, some, some actionable or practical kind of uh, things to do to kind of see where you can get to a better place because ultimately that's that's what you what you're trying to achieve is is that that harmony and that congruence in your team. Uh, so no, I mean it sounds like you know uh, I the part that uh, I I love about what you've all had to say is is that is that whilst we had such a good conversation, um, you know, uh, a couple of seasons ago, um, you know, where, where you're at is, is just that continuation of um, those, those values that, that you kind of still hold true to yourself. Because do you find now that managing a team of 10, um, you know, you're always very mindful of um, being inclusive um, because we've already talked about the diversity of, of opinions and, and, and yeah. you know, that type of things. But but how important it is it for you to have your team feel like they're valued and, and included in, in your decision-making? Oh, absolutely. Very. It's on top of the list, like, to be honest with you. Because if you, if I can't make, bring my team together so they can work in congruence or they can feel like, the, the opinion has been valued, then I'm just shooting myself um, in the leg. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 just, it's, it's just like, you know, 
you trying to achieve something and the people that you depend on don't believe in you or they don't want to work towards that goal. So I think it's extremely important. And with my, with my, um, with my um, case in, um, at Upkey, what I generally do is I do a lot of uh, feedback sessions. I do a lot of like brainstorming. I, so what I'm trying to also foster is like the environmental creativity because a lot of the things that people are doing has to do with creativity. And the moment you close that gap, then you limit people's creativity, which hurts the business. So I want to also, always make sure that people feel like they can, you know, talk about something and not to say people, the, this is a tricky thing with feedback. You have to understand when to, it's like an art to know when to put a stop to something without hurting the person's feeling. Because sometimes people do certain things maybe because they are not aware of the bigger picture and maybe because you haven't just communicated with them certain things explicitly so it's not it's not that they 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 are dumb or they can't think through things but i think sometimes it's i i feel like i haven't done a good job sometimes to explain to them the goal mm. so when i get certain feedback and sometimes it doesn't align with the objective what i do is i come back and say all right I didn't maybe explain this to you wrong. Can you explain, can you tell me the process that you got to this? And maybe within that process, I, instead of yelling or saying you did a bad job, I highlight where maybe that miscommunication took part, which led to certain things. So instead of, you know, just scolding people or just making them feel like they're not valued, we work through it together. Mm -hmm. And even if the result is not what I expect, I show them where within this, the process that it could have adjusted things and maybe it could just simply be, simply be communication. And when we go through that, they feel that, hey, I have learned mm -hmm. something different today and I'm, I have improved. I would do something better. And now they look at me with better, you know, they trust me better. They trust to come back to me when something is wrong. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's probably what I'm doing. And a lot of times I study a lot. I look at case studies. I read the vocational, um, the journal of vocational behavior a lot so that I can get insight into some of these things. Cause you know, I am still growing in my professional career. I, has, I speak to people. I speak to people that have managed teams of hundreds so I can see what they have gone through and how I can implement some of that. And sometimes, you know, you have to find your own way and find your, you know, your ways around things that probably is just um, peculiar to your, your, your own um, situation. So, yeah. Yeah, no, well that, that I've got to say, like, uh, you know, anytime anybody talks about learning and even particularly, as you say, the, the reading and, and the development, um, you know, uh, your passion for learning um, can can be seen and can be felt from you know your team and and in everything that you're doing. So uh, I think that that uh, really uh, that's a it's a great um, that's what great leaders do is they 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 show they um, they they demonstrate through their own actions how why it's important to keep learning why it's also important to keep such an open mind because as soon as you close it then um as you say that particularly with creativity uh it's it's just um what did you say you said you know it's it's to the detriment of the business and and that's not you know that's not what you want you want you know you want people to be happy you want you want the business to flourish and, and to be successful so um i've really got to say that you've uh shared some really uh great 
um, experiences with us um, in terms of uh, where you're at at the moment. So what's the best place for people to get in contact with you if they want to learn more about, you know, who you are and, and what you do and what your company does? What's the best place for them to get in contact with you? LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I've been off LinkedIn for 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 a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I I check my LinkedIn more than I check. As, as, I would say as often as I check my email. To be honest with you, yeah, like quite a lot because I check my email like every second. Yeah, because I get a notification and um, I'm quite active. Even if I don't post, I do um, tend to engage and I do tend to read what other people are saying. And of course, um, that is probably the best and easiest way to reach um, reach me. Social media, all the social media like Facebook, Instagram. You know, um, I care about it as a marketer, but you know, personally, I really care about it. <laughs> same here, same here. I'm, it's uh, yeah, always, always the best. Uh, I think that a lot. Uh, the community on LinkedIn is fantastic. I mean, it's. It it's brought us together, you know, we, we can, we can talk and, and like you said, when we get busy, it's harder to create content and, and, and posts and things like that. So, you know, it's a bit engaging or just checking in. People know that you're there. Uh, people know that, uh, that they can get in contact with you. So um, I'll definitely put your, uh, your link in the show notes so that people can get in contact with you if they want to talk to you more about what we've discussed today. But thank you so much for, um, you know, sharing your insights, Manuel. It's always great. I don't know what's going on. I, I put this on, but all the buffs are not, you know, um, you know, lighting. <laughs> so it's kind of like weird lighting right here. So I'm sorry about no, it. No, that's, and it, that, that in itself always, and this is what I love about the theme of, of this podcast is raw and real. It's, it's about, it's about <laughs> our conversation. It's not, it's about nothing else. That. It's not about nothing that. else besides the connection between you and I, because Absolutely. it's what, what we're talking about that really matters. And if, if, you know, and that, that really is the take home message is, is that, um, you know, when you, when you go to the effort to actually get to know a person, you know, um, you just, you learn so much, you know, you learn, you learn about, you know, different cultures and different situations and different circumstances. And that just, you know, it, that, that community building really is, is just, it, for me, it's, it's kind of, um, because you, you, you talk about your purpose that that's one of my purposes is, is, is to be able to grow community, and now with obviously platforms like um, LinkedIn and 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 that positive, those positive places, um, building community outside of just here in Melbourne or just locally, it that for me that's really special. Like it's yes. you know because you know your your Sunday night on Monday morning here, you know we're different time zones, different you know completely different things, and but it. it but what comes what it comes down to is is that we're both human and we're both you know we're both learning we're both growing um you know we're like minded like hearted and that's really where the value sits so yeah. i really have to say Emmanuel, i do appreciate everything all of our conversations and everything that we talk about is there one final is there one final message that you want to leave our with uh, our listeners with um one final message, um, and this is something that I tell myself every day in the morning in the shower. Don't tell anybody. going to get It's just to live. I live my life 
in the best possible way so that I can be a better person every day and not just selfishly, but also to enhance the people around me and the community around me. So just to be a good individual, be, be honest, be truthful, um, then give up on the things that you're working for, um, your, 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 your aiming at, and um, things don't come in a flash. It's, it's a progress. And, you know, just stay true to who you are and you'll find the right opportunities when the time is right. Uh- wonderful advice the best kind of advice and i'm i'm glad you shared your little shower secret with us <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyone who listens all the way to the end can catch emmanuel's shower secret all right well you have a fantastic rest of your weekend you but I will, I will chat with you you know on and off around linkedin and all sorts of things but it's always a great pleasure to talk to you emmanuel Thank you so much i appreciate that <laughs> You take care. All right, bye-bye.